Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to Fort McMurray Matters. Keeping you connected to our community. Brought to you by Colin Hartigan of Coldwell Banker Fort McMurray, Cooper & Company Law Firm, and Fort McMurray Orthodontics on Mix 103.7. Welcome to another episode of Fort McMurray Matters. I'm Adam Ophis, and today we are chatting with Mayor Sandy Bowman about yesterday's council meeting, which was a, a relatively lengthy one, if you caught it, and uh, there was a lot of... Uh, a lot of money being discussed as well, so which we're we're going to get into all of that. But before we start, I uh, just want to say, uh, Mayor, it's great to talk to you, and and uh, how's it going on this fine day? Well, it's great. Uh, it's a beautiful day, sun shining, and uh, we're trying just waiting to get the end of this uh, end of the winter and get into spring. Yeah, I know. Me, me personally, I have not seen a Fort McMurray uh, spring and summer yet, so I'm very excited to see it myself. Perfect. Well, it's a beautiful region to be part of in the summertime. Just starting off right off the bat, where council uh, council meetings kind of started yesterday, and that was with the uh, Athabasca Tribal Council had come in, and they were asking for their cultural festival that they had done before, and which is coming up, and they had asked council for $150,000. Now, can you kind of just walk us through uh, what that was about and what it's for? Yeah, and the Athabasca Tribal Council has their cultural festival that they held in uh, 2019, and of course, 2020, we had the pandemic, and following that, we really in the floods, so uh, it hasn't been held since then. But in 2019, um, even though we were doing an economic downturn, there was over 5,000 people attended the event. Um, I think it's a super important, super important event, uh, not only for the indigenous people of the community, but also for everyone in the community. It's something that brings everyone together and shares a culture, shares a language. And with this being the uh, uh, 10 years for Indigenous language, I think that'll be a huge part of the cultural um, cultural event coming up. And um, I'm really excited about it. It's, as uh, Councilor McGrath had mentioned, it runs the same time as the Blueberry Festival did in the past. And people in the community really kind of miss that event. Um, I do. And I think this is going to be something that's going to be huge for the community and share the culture with everyone and show everyone in Alberta and uh, Western Canada what, what we have to offer up here. And, and Chief Adams had said that the estimated cost was going to be around 700000 for the whole event, uh, is what it was going to cost them. And he uh, jokingly, you know, obviously said he would prefer 300000 Um But administration is looking into this to, um, like, are they looking to just do the 150? Like, wh- What are they looking at here for this? I think, um, honestly, Chief Adams is a great guy. Um, we get along fabulously, and I'm... I'm sure he was kidding. <laughs> he may not have been kidding under his breath, but, but he was making a joke. He's a, he jokes around quite a bit. He's a great man. I have a lot of respect for him, and, and we get along great. But it's uh, the point if they ask for 150, um, that's what's going back to administration. They'll come back with, with a recommendation for council of uh, what we can do and how we can help them. It sounds like a great event. Uh, definitely one of people, well, already you said 5,000 uh, 5, people have checked out before, so it will be good for the whole area, I would imagine. And uh, kind of the next step that uh, we, we, you kind of moved on to, another lengthy bit, and that was to talk about the rural water and sewer overview that was went through administration. And uh, they had mentioned, what was it, $350 million by 2027 with all this? Yeah, and uh, that's part of the um, 
amalgamation in 1995, which promised the uh, same services for rural communities as, as in town, as Fort Murray has. And it's been part of that since then. It's a very important project. Um, and it's going to make a, it's going to increase the quality of life for all our rural citizens. And that's really what the whole thing is about. Um, it's a very lengthy, expensive project. Um, and we're in the final years now. Uh, the cat, we're in the capital side right now by looking at 2027. It should be, looks like close to completed and looking at hookups and how that's going to work. So, and there's some places already hooked up now. So it's, it's, uh, it's going to be a very important project and it's going to be great for the community. And it's, like I said, it's, going to raise the standard of living for uh, people in our rural communities. Okay, and like you said, like this this project is already underway. Some communities are already seeing these upgrades taking place. Are uh, are there any places that are like aren't being looked at just yet or, or is everything kind of laid out on a, a roadmap? No, everything's laid out to uh, where it's going to be happening and there's no places that are going to be left out. Um, anywhere that can be hooked up to rural water sewer will be. Uh, there are some places that will need some maintenance to an upgrade to do that, but every place is on the radar for it now. And and so and what uh, what council went through there? That was simply just an overview to kind of let council and the public know where it's currently at. Yeah, it's it's just uh, basically it's just an update for council and for the community so we know what's going on because um, we have lots of questions, of course, uh, from rural communities of when they're going to be getting hooked up and what's going on with the project. So this is just an update, and we'll, we'll get more updates as we move along. We're just going to take our first break here in Fort McMurray Matters, Mr. Mayor, but when we come back, we're going to continue chatting about this Tuesday's council meeting. We'll return in a moment to Fort McMurray Matters. Brought to you by Colin Hartigan of Coldwell Banker Fort McMurray, Cooper & Company Law Firm, and Fort McMurray Orthodontics on Mix 103.7. Welcome back to Fort McMurray Matters. I'm Adam Mofis, and you're just tuning in right now. We're chatting with the mayor, discussing last Tuesday's council meeting. Now, Mr. Mayor, uh, the next topic that we're getting up to is 5.1, which was the proposed sustaining grant allocation for Keanu College. Now, they were asking for a grant of roughly $559,000. Would you be able to do just to explain what it was uh, Keanu College was seeking that money for? Uh, that mostly is for staffing for the Keanu Theater. Um, and as a community, it's really important that we support our arts and culture. Um, I think it was it was on the, on the uh, during the budget meetings earlier this year and was deferred to this time, just so we can understand more about what the needs were in the community and an understanding also that and it's really important for the community to understand with this money, uh, Keanu College doesn't receive funding for the call, for the theater um, because from the province because they're they don't have a theater program, they don't have a music program, so they don't get funded by the province. So that theater we have is a cannel theater, but what it operates is as a community theater. So we have all our different community groups that are using it, it's, and we heard from a lot of them last night, some even uh, that were in the theater that, that presented to council during the uh, process. So it's a very important part of our community and we need to support it. And it was also mentioned during the, the meeting uh, on Tuesday as well that other communities, they said, uh, their theaters were being helped out. Is that kind of what you, you were getting at? Like the programs weren't there? Yes, exactly. The other um, theaters, as in like, for example, Medicine Hat, the municipalities help fund those theaters as well. Okay. And and so the the... Just so everyone knows, like if someone didn't catch it, the, the grant was approved for the 559000 for the Keanu Theater. Yes, it was. And, and, and moving on, the, uh, the Tar Sands uh, Lions Club, they're seeking for a term of five years that they can renew 
three times consecutively. Now, that, that went through relatively quick. There wasn't much with that. But what can you say on that, that part of the meeting? Yeah, I think that was just uh, for public knowledge uh, to what's going on, what goes on with the tar sands, because they've been operating on a month-to-month for many years now, and it just gives them some stability with their programming. And it's important. I've used uh, the facilities myself for different events, and it's used by a lot of a lot of community groups to hold meetings and that sort of thing. So again, it's, it goes down to just being, being uh, responsible to the public and let them know what's going on. And and a really, this was the big one. This was the the Wood Buffalo Housing. Now, they were seeking a hefty dollar amount of over $57 million from the municipality to help cover their, their, their ever-increasing mortgage debt, whether it is any fault of anybody's, just the, the way the economy's going. Uh, but can you kind of explain why the Wood Buffalo Housing was seeking so much? Well, what the, what the reason they were seeking that amount, I believe, is it just goes back to it's a, it's a part nine corporation of the municipality. So whatever money they owe, the municipality actually is responsible for it at the end of the day. So basically it was kind of just helping them out and moving money from one side to the other. Uh, but in being fiscally responsible um, to our residents, we, wanted to, we didn't want to move that across right away. We wanted to maybe get them to come back in during budget process and give us more information. Because I know you had brought up, because they had been asking for, they, they, I think they required something around $5 million to kind of keep things afloat. And now you had suggested giving them $5, five million for one year to see if they could get afloat, um, like if things could pick back up, because it looks like the economy's picking back up. Like, did that go through? Is that going to go through? What are you looking at for that? Yes, that motion went through. And we, the motion went through, as um, Lynn Olivier, our chief financial officer, I mentioned that's what they're what they were paying each year is what the cost was, and it keeps them functioning the way they're working. Because so what they're doing is really essential for the community. I mean, we need affordable housing, we need, we need uh, subsidized housing, and also, as, uh, as Henry had mentioned yesterday, that we need to advocate the province to move some of our subsidized housing rather than affordable housing, so they can free up more places for people in the community. Yes, because it was mentioned that roughly 20% uh, vacancy, vacancy they, they were seeing. Is, is this sustainable? Because even if uh, they are bailed out and we, it still stays at a roughly 20% uh, increased vacancy, what, what can even be done there in the long term? Oh, it's a service we need to provide for residents. Uh, people need a place to live, and this uh, provides that for them. So we'll, the, pro- the project will keep going. The local housing will keep going, and uh, we'll, we'll uh, fund it as much as we need to. So the five million that was given for the year. Now, is administration bringing this back to council within the year, or is this going to be brought up to back to council, um, you know, once this comes up again, perhaps next year? No, that's uh, the five million passed for the next year. Um, they've been asked to come back before November uh, with a fiscal report and an overview of what they're doing, and we'll look at it next in the next budget. We're just going to take our last break here on Fort McMurray Matters, but when we get back, we're going to continue chatting with Mayor Sandy Bowman to talk about last Tuesday's council meeting. We'll return in a moment to Fort McMurray Matters. Brought to you by Colin Hardigan of Coldwell Banker Fort McMurray, Cooper & Company Law Firm, and Fort McMurray Orthodontics on Mix 103.7. Welcome back to Fort McMurray Matters. I'm Adam Ovis, and we're talking right now with Mayor Sandy Bowman about uh, last Tuesday's council meeting. We're kind of going over everything that took place there. And the next topic we're just getting to is in the councillor's motion, uh, 7.1, and it was to talk about rescind and replace organizational review resolution of February 3rd. Now, I know it was in the meeting watching, it was supposed to be that the CEO 
or sorry, CAO was to be directed to conduct a full organizational review, but that kind of changed to be um, like we couldn't use the CAO. You have to use a third-party review. Uh, the uh, well, the original motion was it had a highway freeze in it, and it had a third-party review uh, for an organizational review. Um, and I think any time coming out of uh, well, that's what we've been through, what the region has probably been through. Uh, an organizational review is definitely something we need to do. Um, the motion on the floor was basically that the CEO be directed to get a third-party review, organizational review done. And in the original motion, there was a hiring freeze. And with that, it handcuffs the municipality how it can operate. Um, and we're responsible to the employees as well as the residents of Fort Murray as, as the employees that, of their RMWB, our residents, and they voted us in these positions to help protect them and increase their quality of life. We felt that a, that a hiring freeze wasn't the best practice right now, that we wanted just a cap on full-time um, employees, that's all. And one of the, the final topics that was brought up, and I know this, was a, this has actually been brought up um, like just in the public as well, and that is the, the taxi service in town. I know some people have said um, costs are rather high. Some people have said sometimes it's difficult getting taxis. Uh, what was it the council looked at regarding the taxi service on Tuesdays? Uh, what we decided was, and then with, uh, after several delegates uh, presenting, uh, we're going to review the taxi bylaw and uh, bring it to a public engagement, and we uh, directed administration to come back by May 10th with uh, some suggestions. What is it that council is looking for with the taxi service? Like what improvements or upgrades or changes? It's a review of what's what's there um, and what the best practices are across the province. Uh, we want to make sure we're in line and with the best practices across there. And uh, during this, during the review and the public engagement, will the pro- that process will determine where it's going to go. And and just before we end, because uh, because last. On, on, like last meeting there, a lot, of, a lot of money was being talked about and a lot of taxpayer dollars. How, personally for yourself, Mayor, how do you, like, how do you cope with um, you know, handling and, and making decisions of millions of, of dollars for the community? Well, we just have to look at what, what it does to the quality of life of the residents and at the same time be fiscally responsible and know that um, Fort Murray's been up and down over the years. Um, we're doing right, good right now. We have to look for the future for the residents. And if it's something that improves the quality of life, then it's something we need to support. Just lastly, with the, the, the change, because the Alberta government right now, um, they're asking for, for more oil to be pumped out and more oil and gas to be pumped out to the states. Uh, gas pumps are, are going up high. The price of uh, oil barrel is, is going up. Um, how do you feel about just about all of that that's going uh, taking place with the Wood Buffalo region? We will always support our industry and our oil stands. Um, that's what kind of built this, this community and this town. And uh, as they support us, we support them. Um, oil prices going up is always a good thing for our region. Um, it's a good thing for Fort Murray, a good thing for the region of Spalleyville Buffalo. It's a good thing for the province. And when the region of Spalleyville Buffalo does well, the province does well. When the province does well, Canada does well. Um, we're, and this shows the need for Canadian oil in the world when things like this happen. Well, thank you very much, Mr. Mayor. I do appreciate it. Is there anything before we go here, anything that you would just like to uh, say to everybody listening? No, just uh, enjoy the week. Uh, There's some beautiful sunshine outside. Hopefully it warms up. Yes, thank you very much. And and I got to say, just before I let you go, uh, this was my first winter play event down at the SNI and myself, and I know my my son, we, we had a blast down there. 
Yeah, I think I think one. This is one of the probably best run winter uh, play festivals we've ever had, and the hat goes off to our our staff and the municipality uh, putting this on. I mean, I've heard nothing but good things uh, about it. Uh, the only thing there was a shortage of tickets, and that just goes to show the popularity of the event and how it's growing and what we can do next year. Uh, yeah, no, good problem to have is that that so many people wanted to take part. So, no, I had an absolute blast. From what I've seen, it was very well done and well run and very well enjoyed. Uh, thank you very much, Mayor, for joining me today. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Adam. Have a good week. Big thanks to Mary Sandy Bowman for joining us today. I do really appreciate it. And just having you kind of go through this, because I know sometimes some of the meetings can be a little dry for some people to go through, and it's very nice to be able to just sit down with you, have you break it down, makes it much easier. Unfortunately, that's all the time we have for today on Fort McMurray Matters, but if you missed it or you want to hear more, you can head to our website at mix1037fm.com. Just click on the news section. It's right there. Easy to find. I'm Adam Ophis. I will chat with you again tomorrow. That's the end of another edition of Fort McMurray Matters. Want a copy of this episode or any past episode? Download the podcast at mix1037fm.com. Brought to you by Colin Hardigan of Coldwell Banker Fort McMurray, Cooper & Company Law Firm, and Fort McMurray Orthodontics on Mix 103.7.